first things I want to get off is um, thank you for taking the time to be here today. Uh, I know we cross paths thank very you. often because we're always in the lab cooking mm -hmm. right here in the underground in the heart of San Jose. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't get an opportunity to really like sit down and pick each other's brains. And we do time to time. We've already, mm -hmm. you know, I've known you for a while now. We've had our moments where we had a chance to like digest information together and, and just pick each other's brains. And uh, I always appreciate that because um, it's, it's always important to surround yourself by people that really want to like level up. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They want to, you know, be motivated to pursue some shit. And I obviously see that within you and we'll get into all those details, but I just wanted to tell you that straight up. You know what I mean? That I appreciate you uh, for being here today. Thanks for having me. For sure. And appreciate um, it as well. So um, we can get right into it from the beginning. Um, so it ain't exclusive. If it ain't um, an Emlyn exclusive. it's an Emlyn exclusive. It's your boy BQ, and welcome to the Emlyn Podcast. We're right here in the heart of Silicon Valley, downtown San Jose, mm -hmm. 408 Shark Tank. Um, I'm accompanied by a guest today um, who, you know, I just spoke of right now. We obviously know each other. Some might know of the brand that he's created. Um, you know, the brand itself is called San Jose Foos. It's a, you know, started off as a meme page, I mm -hmm, felt, mm -hmm. uh, which was, you know, had some really good memes on there, got a lot of people engaged. And then as, uh, you know, time evolved, the brand started growing and then these started doing like more, like not even curated, but like more local news, like actually name dropping things that people were familiar with. And then that's when I feel like it started to like really started gain, uh, you know, the leverage that you have now in the sense of like you reaching to all of San Jose, not just like mm -hmm. one part of like downtown or East side. Like I feel like everyone's in the loop. Um, so yeah, you know, um, you know, the brand itself, San Jose Foos, the individual behind the scenes, the one, you know, curating, creating, uh, you know, George Anthony, mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the correct name to go, uh, you know, call you George Anthony, Jorge Anthony, Jorge. Anthony. That's why I wanted, <laughs> I should have asked you earlier. I was like, Jorge Anthony, George Anthony, you know, people call me George, people call me Jorge and people call me Anthony. So uh, I always call you George, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So George Anthony it is. Um, thank you again, like I said, to be here today. Um, for the folks that don't know, George Anthony is the, uh, the the individual that created the San Jose Foods page and tons of other things that he has created and, and been a part of that people don't know that will mm -hmm. I'll get an opportunity to ask you today to kind of learn more about, you know, how you got started in the sense of like entrepreneurship, um, you know, branding, marketing, and just kind of like, you know, what, what, you know, what feeds you in the sense of like motivation? Like, why you, why do you continue to grow it? You know, cause like I said, in the beginning, it started as a meme page and you had the specific news, uh, kind of like the headline, uh, concept. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, you're doing events with local businesses and you bring in a lot of, uh, awareness to a lot of things, which I feel like affect the city in a positive way. Um, like I said, we'll get into all those things, but so yeah, man, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Just, uh, you know, I'm still trying to get used to getting in the motions of podcasting again because it's been such a long time. Uh, you know, when we first met, I was dropping the last of my season, which was literally like almost two years now at mm -hmm. this point. Um, and I and at that time, I didn't even really feel like mentally engaged in it. Like I kind of felt like I was falling off with the substance and what I wanted to talk about, like, you know, just the interest. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why, you know, I knew I wanted to bring it back, but, um, now that we're actually doing it, it's, it's, you know, we're just getting in the motion of it. So it feels good. Um, so to your question, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Just getting back in the rhythm of things. So that's good, man. Is this season three? I don't even honestly, bro, you know what dog? Like 
I used to do the seasons. Like I had my first ever podcast was called Tapped In With BQ and I did interviews with people, same same concept, but then that was like 2016 to 2018. Mm -hmm. And then I did the Low Key Facts podcast, which was just like everything at the time, everyone was like, that's Low Key Facts. Like <laughs> everyone just always said that. So I just kind of went with it. Um, obviously I don't put too much time into the whole developing of the brand. I just like go with it, you mm -hmm. know? And um, then I stopped that. And then I just decided to build my podcast around my brand, the one that I've started from the beginning, which is Emlyn, which I feel like for the ones that don't know, really illustrate kind of like, you know, who and what I'm, I want to be around who I am mm -hmm. and just like, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a brand, like people that really put in the work understand exactly what it means mm -hmm. um and it really started you know i'm sorry to kind of go back on you, you i like i see what you did there you're, you're podcasting <laughs> me now like that's insane did you figure out what you do uh you know what do you mean like how, what, what, what do you do what is emlyn emlyn is uh you know it's crazy you say that because i bounced around with the shit you know yeah we've talked about this before and uh the one question that everyone always has is what is it yeah yeah did you figure that out I, I, I believe so yeah um so it's simply a media company you know that highlights the urban culture in silicon valley that's it easy um you know when i first started i did with the fashion and i love the fashion you know because i was always buying independent local brands i was buying local brands in other cities and i always liked bringing brands from different cities to san jose because mm -hmm. people were like damn where'd you get that shit at i'm like i got this shit from houston i got mm -hmm. this shit from la mm -hmm. and i'm like i know for a fact you don't got that shit you know so i always had this kind of like uh this uh um well i don't know like this like of always having the exclusive shit mm -hmm. like even when i grew up in in davis and oak grove i always wanted to have the certain jerseys that people didn't get like i wasn't getting the Niners jersey i was getting like uh michael vick jersey or i was getting the Deion sanders jersey like mm -hmm. just the players that people wouldn't traditionally have and stuff i think that was kind of like a bay area hyphy thing though like everyone was rocking jerseys back in the day you know mm -hmm. um but yeah so I'm gonna I'm I'm cut it right there because he's getting me good right now because I'm podcasting you. But I like I like where he's going. This is a natural combo right now. Um, so George, mm -hmm. for the ones that don't know, yes, like a lot of people are bare. Like you know, San Jose is almost at a two million population. I think no, nah, it, it's a it, million. It's no, it's almost at two million, bro. Where'd you get these it, numbers? One point eight million. The last time it was recorded, Santa Clara in County, two thousand twenty, bro. That's Santa Clara County. Two thousand twenty was at one point eight. We could double check. And after the interview, I'll put the I'll put the link, whatever, but it was at, it was at almost at 2 million. It was at 1.8. So this city is going really close to being in that, you know, halfway point to LA. Cause LA mm -hmm. is such a big city that everyone always refers to as like the land of opportunity. Um, but I feel like as time has changed, like everything is evolving now, like Silicon Valley has built a name for itself, mm -hmm. not just through the tech, but from all the other creative elements that exist what, in the city. What is it? It's 1.8. The city you. of San Jose is 1.8 million. 1.8 million, bro. You joke. I've been saying this from the get, bro. Like our city is growing what? and there's opportunity. So what I was going to get at though is like um you know your brand is is oh correct me if i'm wrong is it a hundred thousand or is it almost a hundred thousand uh it's like 96.2 thousand that's fucking pretty know. damn close if you ask me and if i'm not if i'm doing math correct that's like what one percent of that population it's a percent that's but a percent. that's a pretty serious number but i just looked today the last uh 30 days we reached 1.8 million accounts that was the last 30 days Bro, you reached all the San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it reaches farther than that. Oh so yeah, I think sure. I think I think maybe it's reaching like ten percent. Yeah, but you know, most of San Jose isn't really online like that. 
Everyone just kind of comes and works and does their thing and they don't really pay too much attention. You know, we know because we know everyone that is involved in the local community and the online Instagrams, things like that. But I feel like most people aren't. Mm. I I see your point. Because like even in San Francisco, like I heard during the daytime, it's like a million population. But like during work hours are done, it's like 400, 300,000 people. (laughs) Or whatever that number is. That's crazy. That just goes to show like how busy a city mm-hmm. that has the money, you know what I'm saying, economically is thriving, how much people gather around. And that's why I'm trying to get at like San Jose is heading that direction. And I, and you and I have had countless conversations about this. This mm-hmm. is just finally us recording and talking about it. But mm-hmm. we know San Jose is on the on the way of like growing in so many uh, directions in, in different industries from like the event space. I mean, you see the music in the park, you know, the culture night market stuff. You see San Jose jazz, you see um, a bunch of events that are brewing and even new events. You know, I know you did your event too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's a lot of new players in the game that can really create some serious momentum going into the future because Google just bought, you know, I don't know the number of square footage, but I know it's a ridiculous uh-huh. amount. They're mm-hmm. building their whole campus by the SAP center they're redeveloping that whole area. They're putting landmarks that are costing millions of dollars. I can go on for days about the change. All I'm trying to make is that all I'm, all the point I'm trying to make is that there's going to be an economical shift that's going to occur, and it's already happening before our faces with the inflation and all the bullshit that's affecting you know regular people, middle class and lower uh, income people. Mm-hmm. Um, that the gap between the rich and the poor is going to get bigger. Um, unfortunately, and Big this disparity. Is, it's just, it's fucked up. Um, but at the reality, this is just, you know, what it is to live in a capitalistic society, um, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not against because without it, I wouldn't be able to create my own business and my own source of income, which I encourage people to do. That's why we did the culture night market. Cause we see people want to create their own income, their own solution, their own pathway out. Mm-hmm. And we just simply provide them a way to do it. You know what I mean? And I think when people actually have the tools in their dispense, they're willing to work. You know what I mean? I mean, this isn't a blanket statement. There's obviously tons of people that don't want to work. They want, you know, handouts and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the vast majority of people, they want to create and build. Um, I don't know where I was going with that <laughs> shit right now. But San Jose's changing. It's evolving. Um, it's changing for sure. So when I first came here, right, because I'm originally born and raised East L.A., Whittier, California. Yep. Uh, I came out here when I turned 18. Mm. Uh, just came out here for some opportunity, really. I uh, met, met someone. He was like, hey, let's come do some business up here. I was like, okay, cool. We didn't actually do any business. I just did work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll actually tell you my first month here. Yeah. I pulled up, moved into uh, Milpitas. Oh, shit, Milpitas. <laughs> in town. Uh, right over there, uh, right on uh, Maine and Oakland. So it's like borderline San Jose. Uh, me and my friends moved in, and uh, we paid our first month of rent by charging those bird scooters. Charging the all oh, the bird the little scooters. scooters uh huh. We made like cool little forty five hundred every day. Wow. Uh, going out eight thirty at night, picking up like thirty forty five scooters, uh, packing them into the back of the car, taking them home, Damn. charging them, waking up at six in the morning, dropping them off. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we were able to afford our first month of rent. Bro, that's crazy because I do see those people. They'd be fucking. They changed the rules. It used to be yeah. like super easy. You could pull up, pick up anyone. You get paid five bucks per. Uh, you just go out and do it every night. You can get like up to like 30 to 45 per night, mm-hmm. depending on how much you could fit in your car. Then they changed it and uh, it's no longer viable for most people. It's actually pretty difficult to make money with that now. Yeah, I was going to say like. Because I'm, I'm assuming in the early stages of that business and in, in its infancy stages, there was probably a lot of 
income to be made from that because I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what I was saying. I was like, damn, you was doing that making how much? I was like, that's a lot of money. Like forty five hundred a month, but you gotta remember this took, you know, two of us going out in one car, yeah. kinda doing shifts. Um so forty five hundred split between two people, not a lot of money. Yeah. And then uh you guys are doing this full time? Uh no, I mean it only took an hour and a half at night, an hour and a half in the morning. Oh, I see. And then, like I said, when things started changing, it started taking like three hours a night, four hours in the morning. Because before you used to be able to just drop off like six in one spot and then like the next corner you could drop. Now it was like you have to drop off two in this corner and then two, four blocks down and it just took way too long. They They made it. no sense at that point. Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole different thing now but um damn that's crazy so so that that's what i actually wanted to ask you that was on my notes earlier so being from east la mm-hmm. right and and coming to san jose which you know which is awesome the fact that people are coming to san jose mm-hmm. which i feel like that's what should be happening people should be coming out here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like what's what's your response to the people like early stages of when you were doing the san jose foods page mm-hmm. of you like essentially people were like kind of like raising like awareness like oh he ain't even from san jose like he from out there like what was uh, what was your because uh, i i know we talked about this so like what mm-hmm. was your initial response and like now you know fast forward to now and everything like what is your perspective on it on how it all transpired um i don't mind that people know where i'm from i tell people all the time it's like very normal conversation starter yeah yeah. um i think the only thing that upset me was like that they were calling me a gentrifier yeah i was like i don't think you know what that means but all right i mean um a gentrifier is someone that basically comes in comes in buys property and displaces the culture that's what a gentrifier is i was like i'm broke (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wish i wish i came out here for a tech job no i no i don't do any of that you know so so you never worked in tech no no, okay. never, never. Yeah, because there was rumors. They're like, oh, yeah, he came out here for tech. And this is, I'm like, no. where are y'all hearing this info? No, from? I came out here to <laughs> like, start my production company, which, again, it, we didn't really do a whole lot at first. It was just me and my buddy. And we just were trying to do, like, video work, photo work, this and that. I mean, it, it was mainly just me, right? So, you know, just like how any media producer anywhere, uh, you just kind of got to start somewhere and, you know, go around. And, and in L.A., it's very saturated. There's everyone out there has a camera. Mm-hmm. So out here, I was able to, like, you know, uh, stand out a little yeah. more. But even then, it, it still took till like, 2020 to even start getting, you know, in, put in the right direction, like, truly. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And then we all kind of had to wait about a year to, like, really get back into motion in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just an entrepreneur, I guess, you know, so, media creator. So, like, was it, did, did the location of San Jose occur to you from you or was that from your partner? That was from my partner at the time. And yeah. what, what was his input? Like, why did he say San Jose? Because uh, he lives out here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He actually, um, he was one of my friend's cousins. Mm. And he was like, uh, he saw some work that I did. Uh, back in LA um, some video work he was like oh I like that like we should work together you know and I was like sure I was like 17 at the time yeah I was like sure whatever you say he's like you should move up to San Jose though and I was like I was like San Jose yeah Uh, so I started coming up here for like a month at a time yeah just kind of checking it out and like I immediately like fell in love I remember riding around on a bird scooter (laughs) yeah just like in downtown and I was like dang like this city feels nice I felt like I belonged um I, I never really felt that in L.A. because I was like, I'm pretty young, you know, for yeah. getting into the industry at like 17. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, it's like, you know, the TV film industry, mm-hmm. just doing like editing, things like that, shooting videos. Um, it felt um, facetious. It felt, what's the word? When things are just fake. Uh, <laughs> I always <laughs> like it just didn't feel real. Nothing. Yeah. No, nothing is just it's all it's all fake. Yeah. It's very fake. People only there's no real sense of community. And, um, 
you know, it's people coming in from all across the world just trying to make their dreams happen, right? So you yeah. kind of have this, like, weird saturation of, like, people that are not from there that just will do whatever they can to get what what they yeah. can out of you. And it's, Everyone's it's, trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I didn't like it. I yeah. didn't like it. And then when I came over here, I didn't feel that at all. Like, no one gave a fuck, like, how many followers you have. Yeah. No one was like, hey, bro, what's your IG? Like, no one said anything like that. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because everyone I met in L.A., aside from, like, people that I went to school with, right, mm. in the industry, everyone was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm an actor. I'm a photographer. I'm a model. Oh, I'm in film. Oh, I'm a writer. There's a yeah. lot of writers for some reason. I don't know. I didn't hey, know. That's a good, that's a good skill to have. Sure. Uh-huh. I didn't know there, there, we needed that many writers. Because writing <laughs> is, in a seri- is a serious role. They're, they're like script writers. Oh, so, okay. like, you know, they're not writing f- news articles. They're writing movies that never <laughs> get made. Oh, and, damn. And, and I'm like... There's, you guys need to like figure this out but everyone's also working at like uh some regular job on the yeah. side right but everyone's in the industry and yeah you know them working at their um coffee shop is their side gig right that's how it's treated out there uh i mean it's not don't isn't you don't feel like it's like that out here too people work full-time they do you know some not on Instagram. as much not as much mm. not nearly as much um but that's what I liked about here. It felt real. It felt like people actually wanted to live here because they wanted to live here. Yeah. Um, and because I, like, fell in love with the city, I was like, okay. And, you know, I started connecting with everyone in that sense. Um, and that's when I made the page. I mean, yeah. uh, at the time, I was just, like, working regular job kind yeah. of thing. I mean, I was doing my stuff, but it wasn't enough for me to um, only be doing my media work. So I was, like, working this regular job. Um, and I was sitting there at work, and I was like, hey, I have this meme I want to make. I was telling my friend. I was like, but... uh." There's no, like, meme page to send it out to, like, San Jose meme page. I was like, I'll just make my own. Yeah. And I just randomly typed San Jose, and then I was just like, Foos, because, like, Foos Gone Wild. Yeah. And then... um. So like, so did Foos Gone Wild inspire the San Jose? I suppose. Thing? I suppose, yeah. yeah. I mean, Foos, you know, it's just like... No, it worked out perfectly, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all Foos. You yeah, know? we all Foos. Everyone mm-hmm. does say mm-hmm. Foo out here. Mm-hmm. No lie. Mm-hmm. Grow, grew up saying it, so, you know, I just thought it was funny. And it was just supposed to be jokes at first, but then... uh uh after that first one went viral somehow i don't even know i just posted it um and then within two hours it got sent back to me via someone who saw it on facebook i was like how the i was like that's crazy and i like started connecting the dots in my head i was like okay there's like a there's a want for this there's there there's people people want these like memes these jokes about their city because there wasn't any there wasn't any representation online about Mm -hmm. that so I was like, well, I'll just keep doing it. And then uh, it slowly evolved into me being like, excuse me, um, uh, my friend, he had a bar. And I was like, hey, I'm going to make a meme about your bar. Mm. Uh, and hopefully that'll send more people there. And it was like a trash meme. It was whatever. Um, but eventually it evolved and I just started thinking about it more. And then um, when the protests happened, I went out there, just started documenting um probably got like a cool 10k followers off of documenting that mm-hmm. um just showing it off like firsthand you know i remember i remember you were literally like <laughs> live you, you, you there was a lot of protests that went on during that time frame and this is like mm-hmm. a, a lot of stuff that you know people haven't talked about you know mm-hmm. because it's like it just happened and it, like life just fast forwarded two years wow. you know like boom quick like, you know what I mean? And and obviously it was unfortunate for what happened, for the tragedy that happened to George mm-hmm. Floyd that mm-hmm. caused all the protests and everything that just kind of transpired from there. Um, it was insane time frame. Like I had never seen San Jose really like in flames like that before. I mean, there's videos of it happening in the past of like just random things, you know what I mean? But like on the level where it's on the news and you see, like, I mean, look, when Donald Trump came out here 
to Dude's Rally. That was the first time I see San Jose really on the news and went crazy. Like, I don't know if you remember that shit. I remember. That shit was wild. And even Donald Trump was like, those thugs or some shit. Like, it was crazy. But um, the time frame specifically we were talking about, I remember there was like a lot of Donald Trump supporters um, in the front of the City Hall building. And then you went over there to do like an IG Live and you were at, and you were just there asking them like genuine questions. Like, oh, why do you do that? Or why do you, you know, like, why are you guys doing it like this? And it was just crazy just to see it all in real time. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was insane. Do you yeah. f- do you feel like that kind of, like, really showed a different level of, like, what San Jose looks like? Because I feel like some I think I think the whole world was just kind of going through this thing at the yeah. moment. And uh, I was just showing the San Jose side. Yeah. That's all I was. Um, you know, San Jose came out, showed up, and I was there to show the world, like, hey, like, this is happening right here. And a lot of people were tuning in to the yeah. lives and stuff and like sharing the videos and people were asking me like, Hey, can you share this flyer for this protest? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever you need. And they're calling me over like, Hey, somehow, I don't know. I, they, yeah. they just designated me as a guy to share the flyers. It, it is cool. I mean, it's crazy. Cause it's like, everyone started like leaning on your page as like the source for the information. Like, cause I, I would, cause you were there, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. went to the Los Gatos one too. And mm-hmm. that one was crazy too. Cause like, <laughs> you know, I can only imagine the tension. Like I, I've, had my fair of experiences like you know uh going to school and stuff uh going to summer school in that area mm-hmm. like i felt the tension mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. in those you know i don't want to say the word racist but damn you just call it what it is like i understand how some people um you know might have probably seen that situation on in that side like mm-hmm. uh so you were there and i seen just people like fucking going back and forth with the police like verbally i seen people were like even following people and they're catching on video like what are you following me for mm-hmm. and there was like a thing happening across the US where like people were driving through crowds and shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean, we were hoping obviously thank god that never happened but there was feelings like shit like that would happen you mm-hmm. know during that time period yeah that was a, a pretty tense moment for everyone um that's really why i like kind of took a step back because that was like about a month right i yeah. took a step back and uh, i realized for myself that I didn't want to be sharing that kind of content anymore. Like, yeah. uh, because there was just a lot of, a lot of emotion, like a lot yeah. of hateful emotion for other people and stuff. And I wanted to operate more on the side of love and compassion and understanding. So I had to take a step back from that and just be like, Hey guys, like we're just going to focus on the positive things from yeah. now on. And, uh, you know, I that's, remember that. I do. yeah, I had to come out and say it. Some people got that. upset. They're like, oh, you got it. And I'm like, no, yeah. this is, this is for the better. We got to just, you know, let's just focus on positivity and that's kind of where it went and then you know that went from like 15 to 20,000 to almost 100,000 followers now just operating on that alone yeah so that's crazy yeah i remember the first post i think after that cuz it was like basically pages dedicated to that yeah right and it would, you know everyone was using it in the, in their ways and then when i was like nope we're going that way i remember it was just about uh rollo's donuts <laughs> And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know, just how I typically shout out a business. I was mm-hmm. like, Rolo's Donuts, <laughs> some of the best donuts in San Jose. And everyone was like, yes, I love yeah. these donuts. And I was like, thank God. I was like, okay, like, you know, we can just focus on this kind of side of things and yeah. promote business in, in that sense. And, you know, because when, when you uh, promote a business, you get the money from people to go and fuel that business. And that can fuel more jobs, which... You know, if they spend their money here locally, too, that increases the economy and everyone has more money in their pocket. Um, And it's just an ecosystem. uh, And in turn, when people have more money, they're probably typically happier. Right. When things are thriving. Yeah. 
You ever seen downtown when it's like dead? Oh yeah. Everyone sure. just seems upset. Everyone's like, there's no yeah. business today. There's none of this, none of that. That was all the pandemic right mm-hmm. there. So to be able to try and spark some hope yeah. in people and be like, no, like there's things that you can go out and support people putting in good work, good, honest people go support them. I feel like people really resonated with. So that. one one other thing I wanted to highlight because you know mm-hmm. e- even though I, I do understand why you made the decision to step away, which I do agree with you that was probably the best move. Mm-hmm. Um, there, but there was some good that you did by like shedding light on shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I remember one time you posted uh, this lady on Coddle who coughed on a, a, a infant and her mom where they were in a, at a yogurt land. And then the mm-hmm. old lady, she like coughed on the kid on purpose during mm-hmm. COVID when all the COVID mm-hmm. shit was going on and it was caught on video mm-hmm. and it went viral and stuff like that. Um, and then the lady ended up being like one of the, so she worked at Oak Grove High School uh, District. Like mm-hmm. she was actually in a position of like teaching kids and stuff. And we were like, damn, like this is who we got like in the school and stuff, which I get, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I understand why you pivot away from that. But at the same time, it's like behavior like that, like, you know, it's just crazy it happening from like, people who are supposed to be uh, leaders in our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that, you know, like that whole Karen movement, yeah. I think um, what made me like really step away, I only, people were like sending me those videos, right? That it was during that whole moment of like people like, Karen this, Karen that. And I was like, yeah, Karens, yeah, fuck them, right? <laughs> and then yeah. I kind of took a step back and I was like, it's just like a mental health issue thing, really. Like no one in their right mind would be going around and doing that, yeah. right? And um you know, we can call them names, call them this, call them that, call them Karens. But like the end of the day, like that person just isn't right in their head. And like, I feel like as a community, as a society, we, we need to, it's hard, but we need to be able to show more compassion for those that need it the most. Um, it's very hard, you know, uh, but that's kind of where, where my mindset has been is like, instead of putting people down, how can we uplift one another? You know, there is a lot of fucked up shit going on right now. Just Mm -hmm. economically people going through tough times and, mental health like honestly I, I was saying this like you know during the covid shutdown like it was especially bad during that time which I've, obviously we've been trying to get out of that which i feel like we have you know we have events and a lot of things going on but people are still dealing with shit and um i think it is important to you know to to be compassionate and understand like it's this it, is temporary mm-hmm. at the end of the day all mm-hmm. of this shit all this pain that we're dealing with is always temporary at the end of the day it will coincide like there will be an end but you have to be willing to kind of like keep your head keep your head up and keep going Mm -hmm. um and another thing to what i was saying like lead by example is like there are a lot of people that act on impulse and act on emotion and like they don't take step back to just really like look at the situation like what's the problem who's involved in the problem okay well how do we get to the solution how far are we from the solution all right are we gonna do it together are we gonna do it on our own and I, I feel and like we've it, all been there too. And we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been crazy. Like just to, you know, I understand that we've never really lived. We've actually, we have not lived in a pandemic. Our Some of our parents might have, which I really doubt. Um, <laughs> but if our parents did, like, I'm pretty sure they were like a freaking uh, a baby. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if your grandparent was long enough to live uh, during that time frame, you might have an idea. But what I'm trying to get at is that no one has a game plan, a guideline, a, a process to respond to to what we just dealt with mm-hmm. these last two years. I'm honestly still trying to figure the like my life out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're all still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, and this goes across the whole world, not just San Jose. You know what I mean? But I think if we're talking just San Jose, like I do got to give uh, a lot of respect to like the people that have 
you know, made some shit happen during the pandemic. Um, and, and one of the things I wanted to shed light to was like a lot of the things that I seen you do with, uh, cause you were talking about it, like, you know, spreading the economics, like getting the, getting the attention to a small business. So that way that business could thrive and they can take advantage of this whole, um, you know, ecosystem that we created. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even with uh, a lot of uh, GoFundMe accounts, like I know, uh, I, f- I think his name is Nacho, one of the vendors at, in South San Jose, right by Old Grove High School. Our nachos? Uh, I, I don't remember the name because I never. He makes nachos. No, he makes uh, churros. He had oh. he had a he had a surgery that he couldn't afford, mm. and I think you read you raised awareness to that uh, GoFundMe and just kind of his whole circumstance. And I think it was like I don't know the number, but it was well over like twenty thousand dollars donated. <laughs> Uh, but uh, th- these are things that I don't forget, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because this is like, honestly, when I do the podcast, bro, I do it very selfishly. I do it in my perspective and just like things that like make everyone I interview is like because I have a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. And everyone that I feel like I talk to on here is like because I really see the good and I really see what you're doing a- as a leader. Because like how you say you emphasize and you say it confidently like, as a leader. And I think that's important. Like we need to have conversations uh about this so people can kind of take us as an example Mm -hmm. um so when i said like kind of the whole stuff that you were doing for the gofundme raising awareness to that i thought that was really dope because you have a platform that has already a lot of viewers and anyone anywhere else would probably do it to their own benefit to gain capital and make money get sponsors and do all that good uh, all that good stuff which is not bad do but you choose to really allocate the attention allocate the resources to directly impact businesses and that's kind of like what i'm a transition to now is just like how you've leveraged the platform to help the community so my thought my question is like why do you do that like why do you choose to do that because obviously like i said like i was just saying people do sponsors they they get mm-hmm. they they really build a business a brand they're like all right i'm gonna I'm a grow this empire like you know and i still feel like you are growing it you know what i mean mm-hmm. while doing the good you know what i'm saying while servicing the people like, why did you make that decision? Like, to put it simply, is just uh, feels feels good to do good. I, I think you know you get a little bit of like a dopamine hit every time you share up someone's business, and they're like, "Wow, man, I can't thank you enough." Like, you don't understand, and I'm like, "I don't, I don't, don't quite know exactly how you're feeling, but like, I'm glad I, I'm able to help." Right? Um, you know, we don't charge anyone for for promotions. No small businesses has ever been charged. Um, it's just all out of love, really. Um, I just did it to, like I said, lead by example. It's like, hey, the one thing about San Jose is like it's very crabs in a bucket, buckety. Um, everyone feels like if someone else is eating, someone else is making money, that's taken from theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like that at all. There's there's an abundance of things to go around for everyone. Everyone can win. Everyone can be wealthy. Everyone can be rich in love and uh, kindness and happiness. Um, but people think that we're in a drought. We're yeah. not. We're not in a drought. Um, there's an abundance of all positive things in life, and uh, to show like that I'm just willing to give out for free, I feel like that's just like it's it's pivotable, uh, pivotable, pivotal, pivotal for people to see that and be like, dang, like that guy's just giving it out for free. Like that maybe there is more out there than yeah than I think, right? Uh, so. That's what it is, really. Like, like I said, it uh, makes me feel good to like help people. I don't know. No, that's dope, man. I mean, like I agree with you, man. I'm trying to get a hit of that, of that good, good helping people dopamine, man. Mm-hmm, that's some real. Mm-hmm. That's some real, real shit. Because, um, you know, I I think at the end of the day, like we live 
in an economy right here where we're we're surrounded by opportunity mm-hmm. you know what i mean but there are situations where it's like I, I might come across an opportunity but it might not be best for me but if i know someone else can benefit from it i'm always throw their name in mm-hmm. so like just doing that like i feel good knowing that they are gonna win like i'm rooting for people mm-hmm. like i want them to win mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it's like um i so i interviewed a guy named ruben harris uh he's the ceo of uh, career karma this is like when i did my podcast in the garage back in the day mm-hmm. and one of the things that he said is uh collaboration over competition and he really just like instilled that and i feel like my approach to a lot of things has always been like right, how can we work together like how could how could we make this even bigger because it's like the bigger it is the more impact you can make so mm-hmm. with that being said like what is the next goal for like san jose foods regarding like impact like since this is like i've already seen you doing countless times which we haven't even dive into like the holiday season when you did the the toy give back and Mm -hmm. the toy drive um you know you do the crate you also do fun activities the the crate challenge you Mm -hmm. had the dodgeball you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying uh and you did you know the um you collaborate with other folks doing the club events so it's like what what's next man like like and let's just talk like the before the end of the year mm-hmm. you know what i mean because this will be out soon we want to talk about what's going to happen this year and like in, in san jose food started like in 2020 mm-hmm. right based on what you said mm-hmm. like where do you see this going now you know uh it changes every day really it's uh it's a living creature really um i just want to keep pushing you know the businesses promoting people um you know we've been doing our events this year uh with good colt um, you know, I help out with Good Cola Lobby and Cola. Shout out Cola. Shout out Cola. And, um, you know, the last event, we were able to bring out A-Track and Andre Power from Soul Action. That's, a, that's like a pretty, like a, a lot of people might not understand how big of a deal that is to bring out uh, a headliner at like a major festival yeah. <laughs> out here into our backyard right here in downtown San Jose that isn't at the SAP Center. Yeah. Um, I think... You know, we're really trying to push these experiences um, and trying to make San Jose cool, you know, as cool as it can be. um, You know, a lot of people just shit on it all day long. You should see the comments. You're like, nah, this place sucks. They be talking shit. Well, I mean, there's certain things that, you know, it's subjective, right? I mean, we don't have skyscrapers because the airport, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? We don't get to enjoy the big buildings. But I mean, that's not a reason to not say. Yeah, that's, cool. that's not. I mean, the the buildings are cute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I hear what you're saying. That's a, so. As someone that's uneducated with the names that you said, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure there's some people in the audience that might not tune into the genre. So mm-hmm. feel free to kind of educate us, like you know, what shows that they've been a part of and the genre that they you know do music for. Uh, a track. I mean, he's probably one of the biggest scratcher DJs in the world, if not the biggest. Just he's he's like top tier. Sure. Um, he headlines like EDC, Damn. Um, like major festivals, headlines. So to have him out here was like a really big accomplishment. Right down the street from here, mm-hmm. fucking like two blocks away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sub 1,000 people. The only time you're really seeing him is if you're in like another country. Yeah. Or, um, Vegas maybe. or you're seeing him like 30 feet away up on a big stage, right? Um, and everyone has to pay for that collectively. Uh, but no, we were able to pull our, our money together. Uh, and put on a good show. Andre Power, he uh, co-founder of Selection. They're moving, making moves, been making moves for some years now. That's a pretty big one. Because, um, you know, San Jose is like a, um, it's not a main market. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a side market. I yeah. think I think there's even like 
some things out there. They say there's like A level markets, which are like Las Vegas. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. And then there's like B level, which is like LA, surprisingly. Yeah. And then there's like C level, which is like San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. And then we're D, which we're is D. like <laughs> San big, Jose. Big D. Yeah. Big D level, homie. Nice. Uh, but you know, I I feel like. You know, there's a lot out here. Um, obviously, there was a lot of trouble that went down in the past 10, 20 years of people throwing events and people getting shot or, you know, oh, riots yeah. happening at this event, that event. And, yeah, you know, San Jose, uh, San Jose has a bad reputation of just uh, not behaving well. Some people don't know how to act at night, though, bro. I got to yeah. just call it out for what uh-huh. some people be acting ridiculous at night. bro. It's like they don't know how to handle themselves, bro. Like, that, yeah, that's anywhere, though. But... Sh- I don't know, bro. It, it's pretty bad out here. I ain't gonna. I've been other places, bro. Uh-huh. I've been to. I've been to Fort Lauderdale in the fucking the club scene, bro. Uh-huh. And as active as crazy as people are on the street, ain't no fights like the ones I seen in San Jose, bro. It gets pretty pretty wild out here. I don't know why either. Um, but what I will say, um, it has seemed like we're pushing forth this like new peace and love, positivity, no need to fight mindset, and that's like a major thing for me. Is just like. Again, if we can just keep pushing this, like, there's no reason to hate one another. There's no reason to hate on anything at all. Like, you shouldn't hate anyone. Even your your uh, your biggest enemy, you gotta love him. Yeah. You gotta love your biggest enemy. Um, and that's just that's just uh, you know, what uh, like me and Cola talk about that a lot. Uh, you know, just push love. Um, but San Jose, B market, we have a bad reputation. Um, we can, we can, you know, it's sort of fading away and, you know, new players are coming in, like you said, yeah. uh, a newer, younger generation of San Joneros, the Zalians, the, um, the, the, the San Jose, the San Jose, <laughs> 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 they're coming in here and, you know, it's, um, I see a bright future for downtown San Jose and it's going to bleed out over to, you know, the surrounding areas. It's going to go towards the east side, the south side, even the west side north side all that it's all just uh it's all getting better that being said i think what a lot of people bring up to me is gentrification right they're like oh people are upset because of the gentrification and i don't know if that's really an excuse to be rude or vulgar or hateful i don't think so um you can only control yourself uh you can't control your surroundings like that you can you know so that's that's it really control yourself your emotions and just go from there you know if you can push out peace positivity love kindness respect you'll get it in return um and a lot of people don't understand that yeah i mean it's tough bro like i said i mean because I, I agree with you like i'm all about trying to uplift people um and and uh you know highlighting the things that they accomplish and and, and making sure that they smell their flowers you know mm-hmm. especially because hard work like we put in so much work every single day like sometimes we just keep going we don't even stop to think about the progress we've made mm-hmm. so you know, like I'm all about that. But, you know, there's certain times where it's like there's certain people that they don't learn, you know, like a certain way, like a way of life. You know, even as much as we want to uh, like one of the things that people always tell me is like you you could take a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, you know, San Jose, we thrive in opportunities. We're surrounded by a lot of resources, but a lot of us always make excuses and we blame outside entities. We blame outside things, but we never look in the mirror and be like, all right, what can I do to evolve and better myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't just a San Jose thing. This is just like all around the board yeah. type shit. Yeah. Um, so crabs in the bucket thing, it all kind of comes hand in hand. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a mindset. Um, and I, that's why I like podcasts and just like shit like this, because we can actually express ourselves about this, 
there was no uh, no things to let people know about this information. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of shit that people that live in San Jose their whole lives don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Like even the tech thing. Like I I didn't get into the tech industry until I was like till like three years ago. So like two twenty five. Like I lived here my whole life. Yeah. I didn't even bother to like entertain tech nothing until like I was in my late in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough. There's one. opportunity. There's opportunity, but it's just tough. It's an uphill battle. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, to the gentrification thing, you know, it's like, um, I understand why people were upset. You know, like for yeah. example, there was a there was an art mural that a couple years ago uh i forgot what street it was i think it was somewhere in story on the east side and a lot of people were upset with the new business owner the developer that basically covered the art piece of there and then there was like a protest and people were kind of like you know bringing it up on the news Mm -hmm. so my thing is like this is just my opinion right but i felt like that was a battle we were not gonna win Mm -hmm. um only because like for one, if someone owns that land, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do with that land. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. So, like, for people to feel entitled, I don't want to say entitled. That's that's a very bad word to use. I feel like they, if they just felt like like they felt affected by this change, um, that they felt like they had no control over, which mm-hmm. is the truth. But this is kind of like to your point, like we can't control our surroundings, but we can control what we can do, mm-hmm. right? And my response to that is like, we want to preserve the culture. We gotta own it. Like mm-hmm. we have to buy the land, mm-hmm. we have to buy the real estate, we gotta buy the storefronts in order to preserve the shit that ca- that makes us who we are. That's what's happening with the flea market, La Pulga. Yeah, and then you know, Berryessa has been a landmark for decades. You know, even when my parents first came to this country, that was a landmark, and like um, now it's you know it's slowly being pushed out. Like, mm-hmm. and it, the crazy part is, I remember when like a uh, floor she was raising awareness to like the whole thing and the announcement, and then everyone was bashing her for like you know mm-hmm. talking about it. And then next thing you know, it actually was happening. Like later on, it actually came out like it's actually happening. It's like, bro. And the crazy part about that is like even before that, I already heard that that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like when it comes from someone that owns something and they possibly you know predominantly in their culture own everything Mm -hmm. like they most likely are not going to tell you the right information this is just me being me i'm just saying that shit for who i am but i feel like you know we don't own it you know what i'm saying so if we don't own it like we can't expect for it to stay here yeah um that's how how i felt about it you know first i was like upset and i was like nah they can't do that and then i was like well they can do whatever they want um you know i just feel like you know, like my my uh, my family immigrants, right? They came here, uh, sixty one, nineteen sixty one, and uh, came here with a dream to just you know do his thing. My grandpa mainly, he he came and uh, became a mechanic, right? He found the opportunity and he built it and he built that up, right? Um, you know, a lot of these vendors they came here looking for opportunity, yeah, um, and they thought it was gonna last forever, and things don't last forever. There could have been some time where some people got together, bought some land, and like owned it, you know. But yeah. you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, now they're being forced out, slowly but surely, ever uh, ever changing landscape of San Jose. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it's very tough because sometimes you do think like you you you're like, oh, this ain't going nowhere. This is yeah. this is how it is, you know. And then things change, and um, it's about how you react to the change. Yeah. You know, you can be upset, you can throw a fit. And a lot of times it's needed. You know, sometimes there is unjust change yeah. and like something, some, someone needs to stand up and say something. But 
a lot of times, even though it's unjust, it may just be how it is. You know, it's nothing illegal. There's nothing that they're doing wrong. You have to look at it from their side. They're just trying to get a bag. You know, yeah. I'm sure a lot of us would also just get the bag as well. They wouldn't be like yeah, the world's reversed. <laughs> People would def- uh-huh. for surely go uh-huh. for money. So, you know, all we can do is just go from here and just learn, learn and, and grow and try and take that knowledge and move forward and, you know, eventually own some things and, you know, build up that uh, generational wealth that way. I remember um, even a lot of the vendors like that are from Berryessa when they cut it in half, a lot of them migrated to the capital. Mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Like it's super packed there now. Like it used to be packed, but like now it's like really packed, like, which is dope too, you know, cause mm-hmm, that's also mm-hmm. a landmark. It's been there for a while, but Berryessa is definitely the more well known, well known uh, location. Mm-hmm. Um, it is sad, man. I mean, that's just like, you know, like to what we were saying earlier, the gap between the rich and the poor is going to get bigger. Unfortunately, that this is just the truth. Like, and that's why, um, I always like to shed light on the tech stuff because I was doing it for a little bit. That is a that is a career path that a lot of people should start looking into if they're in the field of something that translates. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of skills that are going obsolete now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of jobs that are going to be gone in the next five years. Automation, automation, AI, all these things are uh, IoT. Like all these things are going to replace a lot of things that basic employees were basically doing like it sucks but when you think about it most jobs are unnecessary which isn't a bad thing because we shouldn't be wasting a human life on standing behind a, a checkout line yeah just bleep, yeah bleep. that that's your life should not be that yeah you, that shouldn't be it it should be you doing what you want and that's some people that love doing that shit. <laughs> they you do. See, you seen that guy on the food community page who he said he got a, a gift bag from Burger King or Jack in the Box for working there for 25 years, oh, bro. Yeah. They gave him a little bag or uh-huh, some shit. It was tiny. And then, but then they made a GoFundMe page and that fool made like racks. Racks? How many racks? I would. I, I'm guessing 20. 20. I'm gonna put it on the page he, too. He earned it. We'll see. Yeah. Bad, yeah. I mean, um, but realistically, I mean, it's only for the better, right? Like, yeah. There's going to be no more bus drive. Who really wants to sit at a bus and drive it around for eight hours a day, moving people from one I'm place like, to everyone another? Everyone at VTA right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's paying their jobs. But imagine, you know, I'm I'm a little bit, I don't know what the word is, socialist. Um, but I'm not. I don't know. Um, I feel like there's ways where the world can just make everyone cool, um, but still be able to, everyone can do what they want. I don't, I don't think we should go in the way of like forcing people like, you're going to do this. And you're, we're all contributing. It's like now everyone should be able to do what they want. But, um, you know. But it's I'd been like that for a while with, with traditionalism. I mean, when, when Ford created the job and the salary and the whole concept of a, of a work career path, that ended up being gener- like that ended up being like five, six, seven, eight decades of how people live their life. You know, mm-hmm. now people recently, like even like the beginning of the pandemic is when people started realizing, like, oh, shit, I can work for myself. I can mm-hmm. do e-commerce. I can mm-hmm. do this. But before that, everyone was going to a full-time job 40 40 plus hours a week you know that was kind of the regular thing that everyone did i mean um do you feel like we're we're we've evolved or you feel like it's still kind of like i think i think we've evolved um a lot of more people are working remote now and uh yeah you know before the pandemic i'm talking about like right before the pandemic right before yeah um not too sure yeah I, i know right now people are i think prioritizing life over work yeah like life is their main gig 
yeah. and then work is their side gig. Lit. And that's that's I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, it's not good for businesses and yeah, people to work. It, it makes sense for everything uh-huh. going on now. Uh, uh, but I mean, everyone out there with a business is struggling to get people to come work, and you know, it's a it's a good and bad. It's a bad thing and a good thing because you know the businesses need people to work to make it happen. But at the same time, um, you know, people just want to live their lives. Yeah, um, and it's not like a, a local restaurant can afford robots to uh, yeah. to co- to pull up and start doing all that stuff automation yeah. wise you know that's not Fucking like a dog serving <laughs> it's not an easier uh, easy uh, or cheap b- barrier of entry to get yeah. into yet that automation stuff the only ones doing it is like amazon people. google um big big companies that can afford corporations that can afford to do big ai warehouses kind of thing Local warehouses ain't doing that. Man, ain't that a bitch, huh? Corporations always get the get the upper hand. And you know what's crazy about that, bro? It's like, I know this is hella off topic, but it's like, when the pandemic happened, bro, I was telling people this on the Coach and I market, but I was like, when the pandemic happened and, the, and everyone closed, the malls didn't close. And when they supposedly lowered capacity, it was at 25% capacity or whatever. still full. That shit was still full. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Those stores were still selling. And all the small businesses were suffering and they were forced to close. They were forced to do all this shit. That shit, like, it still don't sit right with me, like, how we didn't, like, look at it like that in that moment. In the moment. Because in the moment, it's like, oh, my God, we're fearful for our life. COVID, vaccines. I get it. I understand. I get it. I know they're controversial. Yeah, people didn't just want to give up entirely on everything. So, like, there was a lot of, like, okay, well, we'll let this one slide just because uh, we don't want to completely shut down and Bro. you know then they were like well i mean it's technically an open space so yeah they I mean, picked and choose the severity of the problem i think yeah. there was a picture going viral of gavin newsom not wearing the mask at the like the la rams game or some shit obviously you know the politicians all they fucking love that picture they're like look mm. at this motherfucker you know i don't give a fuck i don't trust any politician bro i'm sorry if you ever see me with politicians because we negotiated <laughs> and we figure somewhere to help it's each other business out. it's it is at the end of the day it is because that's how they view us when it comes to the corporations. We're just a number. For example, my, my lady worked at Nordstrom, and there's a lot of people in her uh, network at her job that worked there for years. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like 10 plus years, 15 plus years. They they got the uh, hourly increase every year. Like they fucking, you know, got the high salaries. And when the pandemic happened, boom, everyone gone. No questions asked. Cut. Like, cut. And that, when the shit hits the fan, Guess who's the one that really gets fucked in the end? It's the people that put in all their life and soul into these companies. And then when it's their time to, like, face this problem, they have no support. And, you know, I understand that's a way deeper rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. But I just want to highlight that because, you know, that happened at these malls. I'm talking about Valley Fair, Oak Ridge, East Ridge. Like, everyone, corporation, I guess, is guilty of this. But at the end of the day, it's like, like I said, there was no blueprint to respond to this problem. You know what I mean? Nope. And the next time it happens, it'll probably happen again. In a hundred years. Anything we learn from with history. Robots, with the robots getting uh, oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> like iRobot. You seen iRobot? Yeah, yeah. Remember, Will Smith. Remember how the other robots, they got thrown in the crates and shit? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. They fucked those robots over, bro. I like Ex Machina. What is that? You haven't seen Ex Machina? Machina? You Ex Machina? No. Bro, that's good. You know is Ex that a Machina? Movie? One of the best movies ever made. It sounds like a Spanish version of Terminator or something. Ex Machina. No. No, I ain't seen <laughs> it's, that. It's, uh, watch it. It's about an AI. It's about AI. It's really good, though. Matrix? You like Matrix? Yeah, but Matrix is cool. Matrix by AI, too. You know, I, when I was a little kid watching Matrix, I just liked all the slow motion shit. Didn't even know about the storyline. So I rewatched <laughs> it later. I was like, holy shit. Oh, shit. I was like, 
my mind was blown, bro. It's good. It's crazy. It's a good one. So real quick, I want to take a moment to enjoy this uh, airhead that I got from a local business. You want me to grab one? Yeah, could you grab it? want to show the people in the camera real quick. Um, we got airheads. 60 calories. Uh, is orange. It's going to, you know, we're going to donate 60. We're going to take 60 calories. Um, so, yeah, man, this is from a local smoke shop. You know, I smoke weed and... You know, George on the low takes a couple droplets or something, whatever he <laughs> likes to do. If I um, smoke weed, I get too high. I feel you. Sometimes. But uh, I'll hit, I'll if, hit my if, girl's uh, indica, pen. Indica or sativa? Uh, mm. Indica? Sativa gets me crazy. This shit was, like, needed. I just it, like sucking on it. Yeah, there was no <laughs> reason for this. I just wanted <laughs> to do this. Um, Let me take one bite. Because I'm doing a podcast. I can't be doing this. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the other podcasts, but they don't let them drink. Like, they don't let them eat gum and shit during the podcast. What podcast? I like Breakfast Club. Um, that's a that's a radio. That's why. Well, it's on podcast if you look it up. Um, so, if, are you asking me what podcast I listen to? Is that what you asked me? <clears throat> no, but sure. Let's uh. hear it. <laughs> All right. I like... Um, the Breakfast Club. That's an interview, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like Andy Frisella's podcast. I like um, EYL Earn Your Leisure. Um, I think that's it. Those are the only ones I re- and then nice. you know I'll probably listen. I don't listen to it by choice. Lisa likes to listen to Morbid. Morbid. You ever heard of it? No. It's like a. It's like they they unpack cold cases. Oh shit! It's like it's all it's like that <laughs> yeah that law and Girls order. Girls love that shit. They bro. love that boring ass shit. Who, who said that recently? Andrew I, Schultz. He was all like, "Bro, he's like these girls love these cold cases. They do." <laughs> hey, you watch the flagrant? That's another podcast I like. Actually, flagrant. The flagrant too. Mm-mm. You know ever? No. You know this is Andrew Schultz. Oh, it's his podcast. You know, I don't really pay attention <laughs> online that much. No, that one's a good one. I actually want to do a podcast very similar. It's really dope. Where he just has your friends and they just bullshit. I like uh, I like Frank Castillo's podcast. Frank Castillo. You don't know Frank Castillo? He's Put from San on. Jose, born and raised. Put me on. Put he's, me on. He's at the comedy club. He's a regular at the comedy club. Okay. Frank Castillo. He just fucking rips dabs for like four hours. That sounds like my kind of guy, bro. He's the guy. Cool yeah, guy. I got to tap in with him, bro. See what's good. To get my own, I'm gonna try to get a dad with you, bro. See what you about. He uses some crazy shit. If I just even like was in the room, I'd be too high. <laughs> it's fun though, you know. Sometimes you know how you get high is fun, bro. I can't just do appropriate that. times getting work done. I used to first. I used to. Now I am. Celibate. Just get too. F- no. <laughs> Why did I think the same word too? <laughs> He's like I'm celibate. <laughs> no. Nah. No, I was sober actually the most this year, like entirely 100% clean, sober. Damn. Uh, then I went to uh, Hawaii real quick, hey, had I a drink, that. just had a drink, and then I didn't drink again um, until the event. Popped some champagne, celebrated a little. Like I said, that was a big nice. one. Nice. But um, yeah, other than that. What kind of champagne did you pop? I don't know. It's just a bottle. You're just like, I know this is champagne. I just sent someone to buy it. You're like, pop this motherfucker. Good to go. We good. All right. What? How? How long are we in in the audio? An hour. Okay. Cool. Um. Should, we'll, no rush. We'll end <laughs> in a little bit. Um. So. Um. So I guess. Uh. You know. As we transition to the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. before we go into the conclusion and stuff, I have a question I want to ask mm-hmm. you. Um. Obviously about San Jose, my hometown, mm-hmm. Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, San Ho. Yep. Um. When it comes to the food spots, 
And I know you love the food spots. And I know yeah. you and Chris, you know, y'all be going crazy, going to spot to spot, meeting the owners, meeting the chefs, meeting everyone. The whole staff, damn near the janitor, bro, which is dope. We do. True. Out of all the locations, because I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, you know, San Jose got one of the biggest yes. Vietnamese populations yes. to the mm-hmm. pho. Let's hear it. To the big Latino population. Let's we hear have it. the Mexican food. You know, we got we got to sprinkle some black owned businesses and you got some of that fried chicken. You got, we got a lot of shit. Tell me. We got some Jamaican food too and some Somali food. But when it comes to all the food places, I'll make it easy for you because I know I ain't going to condense it down to one. What's the top five? Top five? In your book. Let's go. Ready? In your book that you like and you enjoy. Coming in at number one, Santo. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's start it off. Let's go with number five. I already said number one. No, you didn't say it. I didn't hear it. Okay. Starting at at number five, Levix. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm about to say it. I don't know about it. I can't really say in order, but I can't say my number one. All right. It's Santo Market, bro. Santo Market. Bro, their pokey, the poke, goes so silly. It is the best. I could eat it every day, probably. I ate it today. I ate it today. He said, I ate it today. (laughs) It is so good. I love it. I went to Hawaii, and I was like, oh, man, there's no way it could be better than this, right? And I was right. I was right. The best pokey in Hawaii is Hawaii is um Hawaii. <laughs> uh at this place called Foodland. Yep. Um and uh they have the best poke and everyone agrees. I mean there's a couple of like side spots like this place over in Maui called Tamara's very close. But uh food Foodland. That's the number one spot. Everyone agrees. End of story. Um I came back and I asked Mark, the owner of uh, Santo, I was like, hey man, why is yours better? And he goes well, actually, I learned the uh, the recipe from the head chef at Foodland, and then I just made it better. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking knew it. Damn. I was like, we got the best poke in the world right yeah. here. It's so good. <laughs> Get some rice, some little, you know, some ahi tuna. Some, some poke bowl. Sa- so Santo good. Market. Santo it? Market. Number one okay. best place. I mean... Pokey. 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 Bowl. Best poke bowl. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, <coughs> let's go to best torta. Okay. Mexico Bakery. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. That thing is fat. That's like the size of a baby. That's the size of your dog over there. It is so Beats. good, and um, you can f- you can eat half of one and be and be good. But if you're feeling it, get, go f- go for that whole thing. It's like the size of your head. It's so good. Best torta in town. Uh, let's go to best bon mi. Duck Huang story story and uh, mm. what is that story in white? Mm. Uh, something like that. It's right across the street from Little Saigon. Best banh mi ever. That's uh, the bread, right? It's the bread. We I get the garlic bread on it too. Damn, so good, bro. Gas. I could eat like I'm gonna two check of it, them. Check it out. Just, I haven't heard that one. Um, after that, um, my favorite pho. It's, a, it's tucked in Milpitas. Mm. Pho Kim Long. Is it the one off a of, off of a Capital something Capital? Uh, I think it's a Montague Expressway. Montague. No, it's Capitol. It's Capitol? Capitol Avenue. It's not Expressway. It's Capitol Avenue or something. Mm. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going towards the Great Mall. That's my favorite. Other than that, we're talking... It's like right off the freeway, right? Yes, right. right? Uh, Do a little... Is it till 3 in the morning? No, 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 no. That one's uh, for my number one. Okay, that's what I know. Yeah, that one's cool. I mean, it's cool. They're open late. Yeah. So I'll give it to them. But (laughs) fuck Kim Long. That's my favorite. A lot of people ain't going to agree with me. Um, Next after that might be Pho Hanoi with the fresh noodles. Mm. (laughs) Fuck Kim Long has fresh noodles, too. Uh, Where's that? 
Fahim uh, Fahanoi is in the back of Little Saigon, uh, mm. that Grand Century. Yeah, back there, it's tucked, it's tucked deep back there. <laughs> um, <coughs> after that, um, shoot, um, Spicy Roy is the best Caribbean food in San Jose. I mean, he only does pop ups right now, mm. but he's a homie. He's my neighbor. He's Where my was good the friend. last last one you did? Uh, shoot, he goes to Ghost Town Brewing in Oakland. You know what's so fucking funny about that? He's like, hey, want to come help me uh, uh, with the, um, just do like the register? This was like two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, we're going to do it for 12 hours. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I still went and helped out. We were like there for like eight hours or something. Nice. He's like, yeah, it's going to be at Ghost Town Brewing in Oakland. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Love me the town. I pull up, bro. West Oakland. Going to this, uh, this brewery. Yeah. 97% white people all wearing Birkenstocks with no socks, dog. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, I was man. like, I thought this was Oakland, but West Oakland is just different. It's different. It's different. I didn't I didn't feel too comfortable. Yeah. Because Fitzroy, he's black. And I'm like, bro, you're the only black dude here. <laughs> like, the only brother. As soon as we pulled up, <laughs> they all get in the line. They're like, oh, I love, I love these. I love this food. And we're like, yeah, it's good. But like, where's the black people? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was, That's uh, hella funny. I was like, West Oakland's different. That's gentrification. Yeah, people people always talk about it, but like, I don't ever go over there like that. Yeah. So to see it firsthand, I was like, oh shoot, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, he's Caribbean food. He's my neighbor too. Shout out him. Dope. Um, what's that place in the South Side? Jobos. 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 I'm trying to think which one you talking the, about. The black ladies. They do the um, uh, Ethiopian food. Oh. Uh, I don't know where that's at. Is um, it's only been brought to me, so it's outside. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've ever been though. there. Uh, Malohas, best empanadas. Okay, I can't. You know, it's a little they they're they're authentic empanadas, um, but uh, and I think they were so good. <laughs> Malohas, Malohas, yeah. Mahalos. Um, shoot, receiving a call. Um, but uh, hold on one second. No, you're good. Um, other than that, there's this place over on the south side. What's uh, where do where does everyone pull up to do uh those um, the side shows by the by the Rotten Robbie? Oh yeah, on Monterey South Side. Yeah, on Monterey South, south Side of Monterey. Uh, Lady Gomitas is like right there sometimes too. She parks up there or whatever. Right next to the liquor store. Yes. So right over there, there's a empanada spot. Also pretty good. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, very good. So this is the top five right there. No, there's like so top much. Ten, but there's I, so much more in there. You know, I could keep going. No, um, this is a good database for the ones tuning in, man. Because I, I mean, there's a lot of shit out here, and like I said, I, I've learned a lot of spots through you guys, and I'm pretty sure hell of people in San Jose got put on hella spots through you guys. I mean, you, you know. literally just said 1.8 in engagement, a million, <laughs> like a million, bro. Uh, yeah, dude, it's actually crazy. Um, it's been effective, like really effective, um, putting businesses on. The uh, sourdough bakery, one of my favorite sandwiches. That's probably my favorite yeah. deli sandwich in San Jose. It's the original. Where is that at? Uh, first and um, between First and Mission and First and Taylor. Oh, okay, uh, so by it's First and Heading. Down, yeah, down. so it's still in downtown Northside though, technically. Um, Northside, right, right off of Japantown. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when I first went in there, I was the only one in there. It's a fucking trip. You go in there, that place looks like a whole other planet. It's crazy. All these paintings from decades of 
Barbara is just like, whoa. And I eat the sandwich, and I'm like, this tastes like home. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It just tastes so yeah. good. It's so, like, it's simple, and it just, it was good. And um, I kept going, and again, I'd always be the only one there. Literally the only one there. And I'm like, this don't make any sense. So then when I post it, that video probably got, like, almost 400,000 views. They got so much business that they had to hire someone else, and, like, they started selling out. Damn. Just from one post. That's fire. So then, like, recently I made them their Instagram account, you know, trying to put them online. Yeah. Just to help them out. That's just for love, too. Yeah. I'm just like, y'all deserve it. Facts. And then a lot of people talk about Freshly Baked down the street. That's her stepson. Mm. Don't know the family beef there, but. <laughs> he said don't know the beef. I don't know if there is even. <clears throat> just saying. But, yeah. um, you know, stepson's over there. Probably my best sandwich spot in San Jose. That's not a bond me. So the point here is, folks, is that. San Jose has a very broad options, mm-hmm. very diverse options. Uh, for I can folks keep going. I know you can. That's you want, okay, like. I'll give you one more. All right, give him one. Gem. There's this place. <laughs> I haven't even had it hot yet. Yeah, but I think it might be. It might be up there. Hmm. It was only so. Um, Mr. Shrimp, remember Mr. Shrimp that I was talking about recently? He's yeah. over up on 13th. It's and a truck, right? It's a truck. Yeah, he's new. I was over there hanging out with him, and he says, uh, hey, you ever had Tacos Monteros? You ever had that? Mm. Over on the east side, Tolly and McLaughlin? Yeah. Or Story and McLaughlin? Yeah. Bro, it might be the truth. <laughs> it might, I only had it cold, so yeah. I can't say for sure, for sure, but it was really, really good. Mm. Traditional. It wasn't even traditional like street tacos. It was like uh, a lifted street taco experience with like this like um, – mushroom fungus on there mm. it's traditional like mexican stuff i forget what it's called don't ask me but damn it's gas it was good i need to go when it's hot <clears throat> there's so many taco spots um you know a lot of people are like oh it's not la it's like no you just got to go to the right spots yeah so no, that's true um another question does mm-hmm. that really say tattoo on your tattoo uh one sec uh yes it does <laughs> I just noticed that right now. I was like, you haven't noticed that? I just noticed it right now. R.I.P. Virgil. Tattoo. R.I.P. Virgil. Listen to, like, what's your regular playlist? Like, what you actually enjoy listening to genre-wise? Uh-huh. And then I want to get your input on San Jose music scene. I love I love all music equally, I swear to God. All music. So long as it's good, you can catch me listening to Alan Jackson's Catahoochee uh, at the same the same. 15-minute win- uh, time span, I'll be listening to some Larry June. Hey, uh, good job, Larry. Good job, Larry. <laughs> I just saw his uh, documentary. Sorry. Um, he's funny. I like him. <laughs> I like him. I didn't like him at first. At yeah. first, I was like, what the? this guy isn't even trying. But then I was like, no, nah, I get it. I like it. I, I enjoy the music. It's player music. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, we got it playing off in the background over there, too. Yep. Um, I don't know. I like, I like house music. I like some old school. <laughs> Dr. Gabba, that's the homie right there. Super underground shit. Dr. Gabba. Um, local talent-wise? Yeah, just the scene, the landscape in general. It's like, a tough one. It's yeah. a tough one because there's not a whole lot of like people that blow me away yeah. um, from San Jose. Yeah. You know, There are like people that I've listened to and have, like for example, Getter. Mm-hmm. He's from San Jose. Mm-hmm. I love all of his shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't listen to his stuff on the daily, but I, you know when he was dropping it, I was like really fucking with it. You know, Getter. Yeah. No, I don't. Getter's like. <laughs> I was like, I never gotta listen to. He song. was on like Osla, you know, shit like that. I'm gonna look into. It. I'm posting right here. Bop, right there. 
Uh, he did Tara Reed, his also his uh, rap alter ego, very good. Yeah. Um, local? Are we talking about local underground? Just, just in general, you know, is there any like you know maybe there's not a particular artist that you're a favorite of, but like who's someone that has stood out to you? Maybe someone that you kind of appreciate the type of music they do or anything like I that. I like Ray Rez. Hey, okay. Ray Rez is cool. Ray Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a dope video. He does. He has yeah. a lot of dope stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know who's good? Deja Carter. She's dope. Shit, mm. I need to hit her back on something. Deja um, Carter. Deja Carter, dude. She's really good. She's really good. Okay. Um, rap, rap as well. Rap, oh. hip hop. Oh, tune in. Uh, um, other than that, I mean, you know who I like? Uh, Dirtbag Dan's. Dirtbag Dan. Death Dealers Anonymous. Sheesh. It's like some suicide <coughs> bullshit. He's my neighbor, by the way. Also, Adam I Block. Um, he does good things for dogs. Donate today. Uh, shout out to him, man. Shout out, shout out, Dan, Daniel Martinez. Um, you know, Cola. You know, me and him work yeah. heavily together. Um, I love his music, honestly, truthfully, I love it. Um, I think he's really good. I think he's really talented. Very diverse in his sound. Uh, very different. Um, so. Dope. So Camera's off. No, it's all good. I mean, uh, <clears throat> no, that's dope, man. I mean, I love some of the names you mentioned on there. Some people I know, some people I'm still getting introduced to. Um, ah, you did say someone that just stood out to me right now. Someone. Deja Carter? Yeah. Uh, was you know it Deja? Her? No, I don't. Uh, it was somebody else that you said. I just literally just. Ray Rez? Getter? Getter. Nah. See, this is. Tara the, Reed? This is the weed kicking in right oh, now. Oh, shit. It's, it's, a late, it's a late hit. Um, nah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, man. So I guess to kind of conclude everything, I got a good understanding of all the things I was curious to ask you. And I learned a lot just, you know, having a conversation with you today. And I'm pretty sure the audience appreciated get to know the face behind the brand and mm-hmm. all the things that you do for San Jose in the sense of curating content and events and, you know, uplifting the city and, and also uplifting those businesses during this crazy ass time. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, man. Once thank again, you. thank you for being a uh, part of this podcast. I know we talked about it down near since like last year. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. we finally, you know, made, made this happen. Put today. it into fruition. Yes, sir. Action, action. Um, <clears throat> so for the viewers, uh, people from San Jose, um, maybe someone, maybe the next generation, remember the younger uh, individuals that tune in, the people that are still in high school, maybe they're barely in college. Like, what's some advice that you had to them um, that if they're currently pursuing their passions, the things that they enjoy doing, what's the message you want to send to them? Just do it. Just do it. That's it. That's all I can say. Just do it. You won't You won't know until you do it. That's it. That's all it takes. Just do it. Just get after it. That's not Phil Knight, folks. That is that is George Anthony. Just do it. Word of Nike. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gotta live by that. Just do it. Just go for it. Don't be scared. I mean, what's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> Worst thing that happen is you know you fail, but you just get back up and. No such thing as failing pushing. when it comes to art, though. Yeah. Every every L is a lesson. That's what I would say. That too. Yeah, you know I mean. That too. So uh, yeah, once again, for the folks tuning in, it ain't exclusive. If it ain't an M1 exclusive. It's your boy BQ, my guest George. This is the Emlyn Podcast. Subscribe. Tune in every Monday at 3 o'clock. Thank you. Peace. See you later.